cliffcentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the cliffcentral.com website where there's a show for you. Cliffcentral.com. It is Friday morning. This is Sex Talk with John Tissot and a studio full of awesome and perverse people. Not me, not me. Discussing <laughs> awesome and perverse things. And the strange woman who we sort of knew once who just sort of the wandered Jewish, in off the street. The Jewish we nearly forgot Santa what Claus. She looked like. I'm, I'm the Jewish Santa Claus. I, I forgot how I look like as well, but that was nice for a while. Jonty, I'm so happy to be here. It's so cool to have you. Be back. perverted, yeah, thank God. <laughs> Mothers and brothers and sisters and like. Ah. So this morning, because of Warren, we have to have an extra adult disclaimer that this show is most definitely uncensored. The rest of us are fine. It's Warren yeah. that we worry about. Just so you know, at work, we, his nickname is Ew. Which is short for IW, which is inappropriate, Warren. Okay. I would just go for you. Yeah. Well, I, I do come with an age restriction. I understand that. Okay. Well, we've done ninety-eight and up. Warren, you have no idea how far you have to go to beat us. <laughs> I'll try my hardest. So, well, we sure go. do. There we go. And Tanya from Anova Health is here as well. Which has been a long time since you've been here with us. Yes. Thanks for having me again. And that's really, really cool. <laughs> Fantastic. So let us do a dirty dictionary. And, and Brucey. Hi, Bruce. Hey, hey. Well, Bruce is sitting in the corner I'm, playing with himself quietly. Yeah, I'm the pink puff in the corner, just like the furniture. You know, the, the, real, the real essence of male and, you know, sexual health is here sitting, trying to guard us. <laughs> That's me, y'all. There I've got go. your sexual health in mind. Okay, now shh, shh, shh. Ninja sex. Chocolate starfish. Twitter bag. Today's dirty dictionary word is Troilism Dirty dictionary word Troilism So, no looking it up Troil- Any idea? Definitely uh, the way that Troy People from Troy used to have sex Which was wild and violent and yeah, they did. There's mm. probably not much that those dudes didn't do. I mm. think it was like BDSM extreme, like chop my yeah. leg off, something like that. I'm, okay. I'm getting nowhere near there, but still, <laughs> I'm getting visuals of Brad Pitt in a leather loin cloth, like and in Troy, and yeah. Liss and mm. Mm. Troy Liss. Mm. Yeah. Mm, okay, so you know where your mind is this yeah. morning, but you are so far off base, it's not even funny. Oh, love love your surprised. mind. Love your mind. Okay, Warren, any clues? Yeah, of course. I mean, you guys are all wrong. It's a fetish for anyone that comes from Troyville. <laughs> Oi. Oi. Yeah, that is really bad. And you are so far off base with that one. Tanya, any clues? Troyalism? I have no idea, but I think I'm leaning towards Bruce's. 
explanation. Yeah, no, don't lean towards the explanation. <laughs> <Because> lean on <laughs> me. <laughs> so Anything with a lism at the end can't be bad, I suppose. No, it can't be bad, but you are so far off base, all of you. So I'll give you a clue that you can think about for the next little while. <clears throat> it's in the first part of the, the word. Toi. Toi. Let's go. So mm. let's... <laughs> So I just need to do this for the slow people this morning, step me, me, me. by step. <laughs> Please. Uh, de, toi. Three in front. Ah, so we, are, we, are we getting, mm, okay, are, yeah. are we getting a little I've bit got a bit of, yeah. We're actually okay. giving a little intro Warren's for next week. We're very confused. I think you need <laughs> more caffeine. No, you haven't had like enough bowling, caffeine. Three fingers, bowling. Three's company too. Okay, so let's do, okay, let's really lay it out for Warren. Uh, De. De. <laughs> I think Tanya, we need to leave. <laughs> no, 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 you can stay. No, no, no. Tanya can stay. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're just gonna call someone else from outside. We'll make a six. Yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah. There we go. Okay. A double toi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, as they say, sharing is caring. <laughs> So is that, is that what it means about with people called Dutoy? It's double toi. I've <laughs> uh, seen some interesting ones of those. Like. <laughs> so this is Bruce's idea this morning, this mm. show. So you're responsible. Okay. Anything goes wrong, it's up to you. <laughs> well, so today's show, basically the conversation that uh, we had a few weeks yeah. back was that yesterday was World AIDS yeah. Day. Mm-hmm. And so we thought, well, let's talk about... HIV and AIDS, mm. but let's talk about it from the perspective. Let's talk about the stuff that other people aren't necessarily talking about. Every, every year that we do an AIDS show, which is really important, there's no yes, question completely. about it. Absolutely. And we're not putting that down and we're not making light of it in no. any way. But we had a conversation that said there's a different perspective. Mm. And that's what we're all about is how do you find a different perspective on it? Definitely. Um, and that's what. We decided to do Yes That people are doing Some very bizarre And weird stuff Where it has been Fetishized by some people Indeed Um, And for some people That's the sexy part of it Yeah And So the taboo And the stigma And so Today is basically Like an ANOVA takeover So I've got my colleagues It's it's awkward When you start Your Friday morning In a studio With your colleagues From work Talking dirty Not for uh, us And about (laughs) I mean, for us, that's which STIs on a Friday morning. Procedure. Is there anything? Is there any other way <laughs> yeah. to open a morning? I think I, I think mean, I am being corrupted by it's you, like Jonty. Jonty, yeah. Jonty, did you ever get this fantasy of like three people licking your? No, Ooh. oh, let's do. You know, but that's like my morning. You know, it's like. <laughs> you know, did you ever get it? No, which reminds okay. me of a picture of a whole lot of people that you and I both know. We once did. A blowjob workshop. Sounds good at the beginning. Oh, we wow. once, yeah. Yeah, and it was a very, it was one of those nights that you cannot replicate. True. Because after the, after the lesson, we said anybody wants to play, wants to practice, floors open. Giving or receiving. Yeah, yeah. whichever. And, Safe. Mm, and it was a yeah. whole mixture of people, singles, couples, and there was one moment where this guy said, have to take a picture of this because I am never going to forget this. Um. And I will, and if anybody asks me and I tell them, they are never going <laughs> to believe it unless I show them True. the picture. He had three women on his cock at once. <gasps> wow. <laughs> three mouths. Yeah. And he said, I have to take a picture because nobody's ever going to 
believe me if I don't have sure. a picture. For some reason, I remember a few nights like that. But, but this was one. Uh, <laughs> this, this was, was a, maybe like the first one. Yeah. Or the first but, you know, that's like pure, pure giving and love. It's yeah. not like let's do something cool and suck, no. you know. Mm-hmm. It's it like when people share an experience. Amazing, it's very different. Amazing way. Yeah. It was almost like one of the ultimate sort of Troilism. It's, okay. it's a lickalism. Yeah. Janty, but we have to say because those three are looking at us weird. Of course, it, of course, it was with dental dam. <laughs> you know, those three are like they're sending yeah. the health inspection yeah. on us now. Good, like, good. Contaminated. You know, yes, we're no. ha- happy to hear that you took yes. responsible. We choices. just took, yeah. we took a uh, wrap glad, uh, glad wrap, and we just put it. I think I don't know, but though what we advocate is. We're all about people be embracing their sexuality mm, yes. and not hiding that. Yeah. But at the same time, taking responsibility for it and making, uh, you know, wise choices. Mm. So there's nothing wrong to be, uh, we actually promote that for people to be more engaging about mm. their sexual. See, we tell people regularly. Yeah, yeah. What is wrong with this? Three company? people on one knob no, say, any day. If you want to have <laughs> as long a as there's a dome great, on go it. Ahead. We're not yeah. judging that. Mm. Uh, just if I'm you glad know, you can taking say that certain precautions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we get very interesting questions also coming mm. to us from the community. And photos. Yeah. Mm. yeah there we go. Jonty loves those And you photos. don't share them, Warren. You see, here's the problem. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to see our photos. <laughs> well, this is the thing, just to give everybody a little bit of a background. Yeah. So the three of us work for an industry mm. where we are, we are completely immersed in the world of HIV research and all the different aspects thereof. So Tanya's world is very enriched with things like mother-to-child transmission and, and voluntary male circumcision, all these kinds of and the clinics and, and the run, running of that kind of thing. And then the kind of stuff that Warren and I do, Warren, is like our digital you name it. She spends you can all say day mastermind. behind the computer yeah. screen playing with himself. Yes, master. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm the content creator for all these different uh, platforms. So we uh, we get exposed to so many different things with regards to these things. And and of course, with the everyday normal stuff, there's also some very interesting and uh, strange things that we've learned about. So I thought it would be interesting for us mm. to talk about some of these things. And also, part of what we do is. Because we're all in marketing now with Innova, so we assist our projects and how to get their message across within the clinics and the communities in a way that the public will identify with and actually Mm. think, oh, that's pretty cool, interesting, and not look at it and think, oh, no, they're trying to teach me this or that. So we're trying to stay away from that kind of uh, thought. Mm. So it's a lot more, you know, we try to be, you know, fresh and young Mm. and uh, in tune with the community and, and not patronizing exactly yeah which is so important because one of my biggest soapboxes is that the sex education we get in South Africa is so fear based which is basically how not to get pregnant or not to get somebody pregnant and how not to contract any STIs HIV anything else and there's nothing about the pleasure in it there's mm. nothing about the possibilities. And as soon as you start giving people possibilities, that's where so much starts to change. And, you know, I look at so much of what I teach, and so much of it really is about safe sex in a lot of ways, like expanded orgasm, one of the most awesome experiences of pleasure. <clears throat> there's no exchange of bodily fluids. There's no penetration. And that's the kind of stuff that we need to be giving people because that creates possibilities. So, 
for all the sex educators, get your mm. heads out of the sand. Because one of my teachers, I have to say this this morning. Yeah. If your head is in the sand for long enough, somebody's going to come fuck you in the ass. Opportunism. Which is, by the way, can be very nice. <laughs> yeah, if it's voluntary. Yes, and you, yeah. the teacher and you've didn't. given consent. <laughs> yes, yeah. And I'm sorry, with condoms. Yes. And Thank you, and lube. Lube. And Why don't yeah. they invent lube that is like microconda? Where, where is that? Is that there's something around that? Will you tell yes, us? Do you know what somebody needs to, a self lubricating condom? Like you know, self sourcing yes. puddings. Yes, <laughs> yes, with we, yeah. You know, like it's a. Yeah. So, so they do come with lubricant in them, yeah, but it's yeah. just it's not enough. It, well, it depends on how smooth the ride you want. Mm. For lack of a, 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 so you can you can. You make use of the condoms without an additional sachet of lube. It's just for for your pleasure yeah. and for um, and for safety and for safety. Different fric- yeah. uh, frictions, less friction, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. But there is a little bit. Yeah. You know, micro tears that yes, happen. Exactly. Um, that you really need I'm a lot dying. of lube. Water based. Yeah. Well, jalapeno. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that. The people that do it. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah people. No, but also I think the most important thing to realize is that. There shouldn't be any stigma around STIs. It mm. happens, okay? Um, it, it can be prevented. Yeah. It can be prevented. And these days, HIV can really be looked at in the same similar fashion as, for example, diabetes. Yeah. Um, there's preventative measures, but there's also measures to control it. So there really is no need to, you know, feel squirmish or weird about it. Mm. It's, it is what it is. And yeah. you see, the advancements that we've made... Mm. Um, in, in the industry is absolutely amazing. I mean, you've got PEP and PrEP, you know, to prevent anything from happening. And if it does happen, well, there's medication. It's literally one pill a day and yeah. you sort it. Mm. Yeah. And this is, unfortunately, we have put everything sexual in this category that is so far out of the norm and out of what's being acceptable. Yeah. And that becomes the problem. Instead of saying, so in a way, it's not quite like having a cold or flu, mm. no. Mm. But it's not that far from that in a lot of ways. It's completely I, manageable, and, yeah. and that becomes the important thing to understand. That's so true because you also find within our industry also there comes a lot of shame sometimes, yeah. and people are fearful of sharing something. So let's say, for example, like for example, actually yesterday a guy phoned our office and he. He actually had a problem and he needed to talk to someone. So he felt comfortable speaking to us because mm. he knows, okay, we're in, you know, we're in health and we're not there to judge him or whatever. And he said, listen, I've got warts on my penis and I've put this ointment on that the doctor gave me, but it's really stinging. So, you know, is this normal or can I take pills for it? Like, and my girlfriend also has genital warts and like, how can we make this better? Mm. So, you know, in those situations, you are directing them like saying, no, it's no problem. You know, go to the, your uh, public clinic, do this, get that, you know, trying to direct them in the right direction. And if we need to also speak to a doctor, we'll refer them to a doctor for an expert opinion just to help them and be there to, be there to support them, you mm. know. Mm. Oh, it's amazing. Cool. People are, are not afraid anymore. I mean, the, the calls that are coming through these days with people asking about PEP and PrEP and, and other preventative mm. ARV medications are numerous these days, which is, means that people are actively getting involved in finding, finding ways that they can look after themselves. So I have to ask something just based on what you said there. How much education do doctors have 
about the STIs in general? I mean, I know that urologists and gynecologists will have a whole lot more as specialists, but an average GP, if you went to an average GP with this issue, do they actually have the tools to deal with some of it? Well, that's a good question because often they don't, mm. and that is also where organizations such as us come in, mm. where we are doing training where we're doing, um, you know, workshops mm. with clinicians and doctors and so on. So part of what we're doing when we're developing materials is part of that. We'll mm. construct stuff that is very simple, like an STIZ card, where everything's very simplified and explained, all the common STIs, what to look for, what to do. So often a clinician in the public a clinic can refer them straight away instead of referring them to a So hospital. that's available mm. to the public. Yes. Yeah. So part of what we do is developing stuff like mm. this, but in a, in, in, a, in, a, in a nice way, like, you know, kind of just fresh and funky mm. and not like too uh, kind of clinical. You you know? have We're to, trying to yeah. stay mm. away from the clinical side yeah. because, you know, you've got to embrace your sexuality, but just, you know, have the tools to um, protect yourself. And that's why John T. is yeah. saying so many, that's what he said now, pleasure. If you actually think of yourself, think of your own safety, your own pleasure, mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. own benefits of having safe sex, you're going to have to mm-hmm. look at it from a very different yeah. angle. You know, I think a big thing, it's actually, I never realized this before, is that an enormous part of sex education, which we don't have as adults and which we really need to be teaching young people is what consent really means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge, huge Thing, and I'll tell you who are the, actually the best in teaching this are the BDSM kink and fetish people. Mm, really, uh, yeah, consciousness. Because in, and I'm making a general statement, mm. but when people are conscious in that world, they really learn about consent and the different levels of consent. And there is some amazing stuff out on YouTube about consent in terms of giving and receiving, um, yeah. and. Mm. It really is so important, and that's one of the most vital things to teach people yes. um, and to have conversations about this. You know, we both walked in the same area of a town, and one of it was Maboneng, mm. and I saw you on Facebook, and we didn't know. And the 3,400 underwear that are hanging yeah. from the buildings, and I was like walking with my mom and boyfriend, and so so sexy. I want these and these. And then I read it. I looked it up. It's three for 3,400 rape cases that are happening yeah. every day in South Africa, mm. the ones that are being reported, not the one in the rural areas mm. and things that are being shushed. So if this is just the rape cases, think about people that are doing things for getting attention, for being accepted, mm. for getting love, mm. for feeling wanted. Just because they don't know to mm. verbalize themselves, you know, and their boyfriend or girlfriend mm. or whoever partner they are just have more willpower or, you know, they're more demanding. And that is a part of safe sex because mm. if you actually think about you, then if your, you know, boyfriend, any partner would say, come, let's do it without a condom. Mm. Then you say, you know what? It actually doesn't work. It shows me which person you are. Maybe you don't know enough. Let me teach you. And I had a very, very close relative coming to me in Israel and saying, yeah, I'm going to go with this guy tonight. And I said, cool, just, you know, use protection. I've been so many places that I can tell you mm. from my own experience. It's really, you know, you guys are talking about it. And it's true. It's easy to take care of, but it takes days and weeks. And sometimes you need to come back to the doctor again and again and mm. again. And some gynecologists are very good to give women like antibiotic or something for fungus. And that's it. And mm. they don't go further. They don't check STDs, STIs. In Israel, the health system is very good, but it's still not there. And she didn't. 
HPV, and, cervical. Yeah. And she had and to go. I, I sent her to the clinical, mm. like public health. She was traumatized because she never knew of all the different STDs, STIs. She went to the mm. gynecologist and mm. said, be careful of HIV. But you don't know. Yeah. Anyway. So, we really need to destigmatize this. Yeah, we must. Well, that, that's the thing. So we realized that there was a little bit of a gap in the private sector mm. as well because we're very, very focused in public. Um, so we've now started rolling out a new campaign called Yellow Dot Doctor. And this is basically, it's been running out. Yellow Dot Doctor. Yeah. So you can go on to yellow.doctor.co.za. D-R or D-O-C-T-O-R? D-O-C-T-O-R, yeah. Okay. And basically what you can do, it's mainly um, targeted in Gauteng for now as a rollout. But you can actually find a private uh, medical practitioner um, who has been sort of gone through the the stages of uh, sensitization about all sorts of things um, with stigma and what have you and STIs. And these are the guys that are given the thumbs up that you can be comfortable to talk to them. So mm. if you ever see a yellow dot doctor in their waiting room, mm. that's what it's for. It's a big thing. I mean, cert- so certain communities and different parts of key populations are susceptible to different types of STIs. So for example, an average doctor who's heterosexual and um, wouldn't think to check a, if a guy comes to him with a sore throat, he'll think he's probably just got a normal yeah. throat infection. Sure. Whereas there's a very real chance that if the guy is an MSM or a man who has sex with men, he may have pharyngeal um, gonorrhea. And so that would need a whole other form, like much stronger antibiotics mm. and a different type of treatment. So if a yellow dot doctor would know to to ask those questions. But that's more about a holistic practice. Exactly. And unfortunately, our medical system is not holistically based. It, there's too much assumption. Yeah. And you can't and it's assume. Very, it's very mm. symptomatic yeah. rather than causal. You need to speak to the person. You need to find out from that person mm. what kind of lifestyle they're leading, You know uh, yeah. what their stresses are. There's so many different aspects. And, and a holistic approach, as you say, is the only way. Yeah. You can't just go into a doctor for 20 minutes and expect... Mm. That you're going to be properly taken care of, and that's what we try and address. And the extension of that really becomes education, exactly. Yeah, in terms of sexual possibilities and practices. And you'd be surprised also how, within this field, I've noticed, and we've all seen it, where actually the public health care officials are underestimated. Mm. They know a lot more and are more in touch and in tune with. Uh, HIV and the realities of it and STIs and you'll often find like a private doctor uh, sometimes shuns it like oh this only happens in you know mm. that area or mm. that it's yeah. like well no not at all it's uh, you know that's exactly the conversation I was having with my daughter this morning because she asked me what we were talking about this morning and I told her and she said you know what's so interesting is how many people who come from a middle-class background who have been well-educated have mm. this idea this is not going to happen to mm. me True. because of the way that I live, where I come from, the kind of places I go to, the people that I meet. Mm. And that is – it's a really scary assumption it is to have. It is. You know, like I go to a gym in Bryanston. So it's a really smart gym. You can get athletes' foot from this gym, from being yeah. in the showers and the pool, mm. as much as you can from being in any other gym. Mm. And that's the simple truth of it. So yeah. to say that this ain't going to happen to me, I think this is why it's so good that we we challenge our doctors because at the end of the day you've got to remember we I think we we put doctors up on pedestal yeah. and they're amazing doctors I could never I mean I I owe so much to, to doctors in my life especially the psychiatrist yeah. <laughs> amen. <laughs> 
But the issue is, is that there are people too, and they've got their own biases and limited, limited perspectives and, and as views. Generalisation. Doctors are a conservative it. group of people. Mm. They are. They're, as a group of people, actually, they're known to be the least interactive in social media. They're the least interactive in terms of, 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 of communicating with, mm. you, you know, with websites and and news forums. So they're very generally, and I'm speaking generally. So please, if you're an informed and and, and sort of um, what's the word? Woke doctor. Like Dr. Cindy yeah. and so many others. So uh, yes. this excludes you. But generally, I would encourage you to just challenge your doctor on certain views and, and let your doctor know about it. So if you are, um, gay or lesbian or bi or curious or engaging in different forms of, of sexual intercourse that your doctor may not be aware of or understand, you need to have that dialogue with your doctor mm. and you need to make that doctor aware that if they don't know something about it, then they need to go and find out about it mm. so that they can give you the proper medical help that you need. Mm. Well, speaking of Dr. Cindy, you're talking of Cindy Van Zale. Yeah. Definitely. Yes, yeah, and she a good used friend of ours, yes, on our show. And she used to work at Anova yeah. for quite a number of years. Um, she headed up the Teresa Nong project, which was very much mm. mother and child um Related, and she used to. Get, she has quite a big following on Twitter, as you know. Yeah. And she also, through that platform, it gave her so such a, a voice, and mm. she could help so many people through that. And we recently had a conversation with her, and she said, you know, she was doing some training in corporate worlds about HIV and you know just general mm. things that she's um, expert on. And she was so surprised at how little. The people knew about yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Completely ignorant. ignorant. It's, 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 it's absolutely astounding. And what comes to me now is, is how much we need to develop some platform, and I'd love to be involved in this, of how we can actually create some real pleasure information mm. possibilities for young people. True. To actually give them a, an expanded perspective. Mm. To say, if you're going to do this, here is how you can do it. In a way that's going to give you safety. Yeah. And here's how to have conversations of consent and actual mm. communicate yeah. about and you know, this. And, and John, the, let me start this again. The great <laughs> Slowly, thing about right? the youth is they, they are very real. Yeah. If you sugarcoat things, try to do it in such a nice way or whatever, they're going to see through it and it's going to fall flat. Yeah. The moment that you actually have and engage those real conversations mm. with them, all of a sudden you've got to take it away in. Yeah. And it really, really works. And it's, it's a great, it would be a great platform I'd to have to, to open those dialogues. Mm. Are we going to get involved? Yeah. Of course we're we going to get involved. <laughs> so, there we I go. Think and we've got some material that we can already even mm. start. And we've got so much material for that because that's so much of what we teach, but just give it a different like, perspective. Yeah. Mm. Like my boyfriend and says, he likes to say, what's your... <laughs> Market penetration strategy, but um, <sighs> wow. marketing, yeah, but, no, but, yeah, he likes that. <laughs> the, the reason, Jonti, is because we need, we need, and I think you got, you, you nailed, uh, you nailed it. It's, it's contagious as well. Yes. Yeah. So, pani, pani, uh, no, pani. I'm just Israeli. I just don't, don't know English. That's it. I'm here because I don't know why. But anyway, um, Jonti, I think my problem is to talk to people that actually just want to listen. Because yeah. youngsters say, I have porn, leave me alone. Mm. Or, you know what, fine, I'll take a condom. I'll use it or maybe I won't use it. I wish we could have somehow make it fun, make it sexy, make it cool but to can. actually have pleasure. Because sex is... You, sex you is, know, the most amazing ideas come to me about how to have a sexy conversation about consent. Mm. In fact, if we could put that together, we... 
John T's going <laughs> to I think, I think yeah, I this is a whole show I'm on its own by the sound I of things. It's an amazing week of learning and inspiration that really has expanded my perspective on so many things in the most amazing way. Mm. And this it fits into this amazingly on how to make conversations about consent sexy and erotic. Yes. Wow. I you can, yeah. uh, uh, hmm. This is something I'm quite passionate about The whole pleasure and positivity mm. aspect of it Because, you know, me and my MSM and gay yeah. agenda I'm, It's something that I, uh, I fixate on a lot And in the gay community oh, and the, gay agenda uh, I tell yeah. you, so just get so Don't much. tell anyone But, um, so the big issue is, is that because there's so much shame And Closeted um, and uh, feelings of of shadow, you know, like oh my god, this is my sexuality, and I feel mm. so bad about it. So it moves into the taboo, into the shadow aspect, and then that's why I mean things like HIV, because they move into the shadow aspect, they move into the taboo. It's bad, but bad is good. Mm. Bad is sexy. Yeah. So I've noticed there's mm. this big movement in the in the MSM community that there's sort of almost this. Fetishized perception of things like STIs and HIV in particular, where I mean, you now have have something called um, gifting Which or is? breeding. So something, someone gifting is um, someone who is HIV positive having unprotected sex with someone who is HIV negative. So like being topped by mm. someone who is HIV positive and giving them. The HIV virus, giving them HIV. So it's, it's, there's a whole thing that there's like a whole subculture that has emerged of, of men who are, are going out and looking for it. And, and there's, you know, you, if you, you can do a Google search for something called breeding and it's breeding or gifting. And it's because people, so what happens is when we develop things like stigma and negative associations and it starts going into the, Taboo state of mind, and if your sexuality is already on the you know on the fence about is my sexuality good or is it bad, mm. and if you're from like a Calvinistic or very conservative background and you happen to be homosexual or bi or curious, you you start shoving your entire sexual identity into the shadow, mm. and when you do, you become at risk of. Of fetishizing things like STIs and HIV And that's why we have now Hundreds of people around the world I mean in South Africa at the moment you know, Unfortunately the stats actually globally Are that young gay men Between I think the ages of 19 and 25 I do stand for correction If, if I don't get this 100% But the the increase of HIV infection has is unbelievable. Really? That it's not going down? It's going up. Wow. So more people in that age group between 19 and 25 are becoming HIV infected. And it's because – so even though we have wonderful things like PrEP that you can take, a pill you can take. If, if you are HIV negative, you can get your doctor to give you a prescription to take PrEP. And if you have unprotected sex, even if you're a bottom, you still have 92% less chance of getting HIV infection. But there are people who are going out there and almost like it's like the the thrill, the risk. Oh, you know, I could get HIV this time. And that's where it's because we have so much negative association. There's not enough pleasure. There's not enough positivity. There's not enough healing associated with our sexuality. Mm. And it's one of my big things because so much of the words that we use for sex keep it in that context. Mm. Dirty books, dirty pictures, this is naughty, this yeah. is and this is dark, this mm. is the shadow. And not 
in the light. And part of it, I have to tell you, is because of the euphemisms that we use. And that's exactly what you were saying, is that you need to talk about things very honestly mm. and openly. I'll tell you a story. Years ago, when I started teaching in Cape Town, there's this big community newsletter that I used to advertise my workshops in. And then after a while, they contacted me and said, you know, when we send out newsletters with your workshops, a lot of them get blocked by the firewalls. Can we start changing some of the words that we use? And I said, no, because an expanded orgasm workshop is an expanded orgasm mm. workshop. So they said, can't you call it expanded intimacy? And I said, no, because that's not what it is. Yeah. Mm. And from the beginning, it was always really clear. If this is what it is, so if you come to a workshop and it, there's going to be nudity, you need to know that. Yeah, agreed. If there's going to be genital touching between you and your partner, you need to know that. If we're going to talk about, we do a workshop called the art of fucking. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> and it goes back to your consent again. Yeah. Really, it is. I mean, if you're going there expecting one thing and you get something else, that's, that's exactly. not what you're consenting yeah. for. And yeah. also, where is, your, where is your sense of judgment? Where is yeah. your sense of responsibility? People call Jonti and say, I want to come to your um, retreat in Mozambique, but uh, all these things with mm. nudity and people and loving each other, do I need to, you know, take off my clothes? And so, no, it is what it is. And you can also speak for yourself. If somebody's coming to you and approaching, you can say, thank you so much. I'm not interested. Nobody's going to force it on you. You're not going to be in an unsafe space. But you're also a wholesome person and you can make you know, a call. But a Somebody lot of times we don't know how to make those choices. Mm. And that comes back. To, uh -huh, keeps coming back to this consent conversation. That from the time we start becoming sexual which for most of us is early teens, you know, when puberty mm. starts heading and mm. we start becoming at least sexually aware, the biggest thing, this is huge, is this consent conversation. Mm. It's huge because if we learnt it then, we'd be able to carry that through into adult experiences, into sexual exploration, which we don't have. And we just and developed the stigma, and yeah, stigma is so what kills many people. many reasons. Yeah. And if you had that, I'm just thinking of some of the people I spent time with this week. I spent a woman yesterday that I, I spent time with, and she's coming to do some healing work, getting out of a relationship. And she ended up doing some stuff with her husband that she was not really enjoying, but she was happy to accept this almost as a punishment for stuff that she had done. Yes. So I'm not enjoying this sexually, but I need to be punished for the naughties that I have done, mm. so I will accept it. Mm. And if they were able to have consent conversations from the beginning, mm. that stuff never would have been there. Religious, so, reli religious creeping well, and crawling yeah, into your, you know, exactly. good, yeah. and, good and bad. I need yeah. to be punished. And well, you, know, yeah. you know what it comes down to? We're doing something next week that we're doing for the first time ever. Because one of the biggest things is people don't know how to communicate, and the consent conversation becomes a part of this. So every couple who comes to see me, I teach a way of communicating that I've worked out. That is incredibly effective. Next week, for the first time, we have some couples coming into the studio. We're going to do a live communication workshop, hmm. which is really, really awesome. That is cool. So to make that a part of this, like, and it's, we don't have education for relationship which is one of the reasons that so many relationships end mm. because we go into them not knowing about ourselves, 
not knowing about each other, not knowing what we want, how to deal with changes, so many different things. And if we had that from the beginning, so many of these issues would never come up in the first place. Mm. And this is where the education needs to be. And if we can start teaching teenagers how to communicate and how to communicate about sex, and I've just seen for the first time ever how far beyond it goes than what you like and what you don't like. Mm. Mm. So don't touch me here because I don't like that. Don't touch me this way because I don't enjoy this. Please touch here because this drives me absolutely all wild. Mm. Mm. And then so many um, couples, they actually don't communicate those very important things that they That's do it. like, for example. Yeah. So they go through possibly their whole lives with each other and never really exploring that deeper yeah. intimacy together. And I think that, that once again comes down to things like shame, negative association and stigma. So, you know, I'm, I'm ashamed of, you know, as a man to tell my partner, I don't really like it when you do X, Y, Z, or I don't, because I feel, I don't feel that it's good or healthy. You know, um, I make a judgment on our ability to be able to discuss these yeah. things. And that goes back to the authenticity mm. of who we are sexually. This is what mm. I want to explore. This is, makes me uncomfortable. Why does it make mm. me uncomfortable? Why does it excite you? How do we bring that and the thing together. is, and not being able to talk about these things is what is so dangerous because mm. it's the stigma that – so somebody, stigma is very dangerous. An example is somebody um, becomes infected with HIV, and because of the stigma around HIV, yeah. they are afraid to receive – to go to the clinic and get treatment, or they re- refuse treatment because they feel as though they're being punished – Mm. Because they got HIV and that it's a punishment. God's it's a judgment. God's so, exactly. So I was an evil sexual being and as a result, I am now being punished and I deserve to die. That is, that is what some of the stigma judgments are on. That's the terrifying stuff that religion has put on us. Exactly. And put on our sexuality. And it's, and it's because there hasn't been a free, open dialogue. Mm. So you have all these young people going out and having unprotected sex and, and engaging in all these risky behaviors just because it's, they don't know. They just don't know and they don't feel free enough. So, and then these things start falling into, once again, into the shadow. So kids or even adults mm. wait until they're, they're under the influence of drugs or alcohol or, or things when they, when they allow their shadow to come out. And that's when they do all of these things that they n- wouldn't normally do and put themselves at risk because they, they've been sitting on all this shame and darkness, mm. but sexual energy is such Powerful energy, you know, the best thing that ever happens to anyone, I always say as a, as a gay man, our gift is that we have to come out of a closet. Mm. Same thing for anyone who has to come out of a closet because it forces you to reconcile that you're not like everybody else. But we've put we sexuality all need to come out the closet. In this place of the single highest level of judgment in our society. Exactly. You can do almost anything in any other sphere. And be forgiven mm. Mm. But you do something Steel. sexual And we have put that as the Absolute pinnacle Of badness In so many ways And I think also on that note what Bruce says Is we must also f- uh, Realize that Yes there is a lot of stigma But there has been a lot of good work That's yeah. been done to um, Destigmatize HIV mm. And empowering people has been mm. part of it. But what we've seen in our line of work is that often people do know the risks, 
It's just that they, it's almost like they don't embrace that. They don't take it seriously enough. Because they don't own who they exactly. are. Exactly. And, and that's why part of our, part of our uh, new campaigns, like one of them is called Dreams, which is focusing on young girls and adolescent girls, which, because they are the most at risk. Um, so it is about also empowering them with the knowledge and saying, you know what? You are a woman. You are powerful. Take charge of your sexuality. Don't just have sex with anybody just because, oh, well, you know, maybe I should or mm. this is quite cool to do. No, do it because you want to do it. And when you do do it, know what you're doing. Yeah. This and that's is for everybody. Key. This mm. is the key. And I, it's just come to me now. It's not about destigmatizing HIV. It's about destigmatizing sex, sex. and yeah. pleasure. Amen. And that's the base of it. That's and it. everything else comes from there. I agree, 100%. And that's where it is. We need to do this. We mm. need to make content. We need to put this out there in a way that everybody can get this. Young people, because this is what it is. It's not about the STIs. Mm-mm. No. And one thing we don't stand for is abstaining from sex. So if you see it, it's all, the most all, absurd thing to say. Our, don't. Of course, all our material. If you look at all our manuals, our training manuals for uh, clinicians, for participants within the MSM gay community, within the youth, mm. uh, all of them, there's never any reference to abstain from sex. Yes, it can be an option if that's what you choose. That is your freedom of choice. If you want to abstain from sex for whatever reason, mm. that's your choice. But we are not saying don't have sex. Which is saying, have sex, but follow these, uh, you know, this protocol. Do it consciously. Mm. Yeah. This happens when yeah. people eat. You know, they start by eating what, what their parents told them what to eat mm. or they've been exposed by culture. And then they start going through, oh, I need to do gym and I need actually Very I'm not supposed similar. to be. Yeah. And it's, I need to make yeah. my own choice. And now. And where are you making choices exactly. from? And, and mm. who are is you your making heart choices or fear-based choices? Or maybe if you exercise three, four times a week, you're making a heart-based choice. Mm. Choose. If you eat healthily, you're making a heart-based choice. And if you eat if burgers you, and pizza all yeah, day, every day, and yeah. sweets, you're making a fear-based yeah. choice or a choice that you've bought into this whole cultural thing. Mm. Instead of saying, wait a minute, what about me? Jonty, that's exactly when people come to you, and I was lucky enough to sit sometimes in the practice, and they come and say, no, but I'm horny, so I want sex. Or, you know, I'm hungry, I want pizza. Mm. You know, this is when I, when you hear people talk like that, you're like, go, please, let's, let's get ahead with things. Please get, let's, let's teach you how to get some consciousness around everything in your life, you know, and, and it starts with yourself and mm. how you treat yourself and how you treat your friends. And of course, food and sex and is I the same. And I think we've all been there. I mean, yeah. I think back when I was, you know, oh, fuck, when yeah. you were young, when you were a very young girl and you had a first crush on a boy, mm. you know, there's certain things that you think back and you go, Oh, I wish I didn't say that or do that or think that or way. fuck that <laughs> <laughs> a lot. I think and, and it, it's such a good analogy. The comparison of food and sex Because And I think people have Traditionally for hundreds of years Compared the two Because it is about filling a hole or Filling yeah. a gap mm. And literally. that's what it is It literally, literally. is literally. And you can choose You can decide What you can What quality are What are you going to put where you know, I talk about this a lot And it's an analogy I use a lot Because food is really important to Very yeah. Very for all of It's us. really important mm. And I keep coming back to this again and again and about I've identified four categories of food and sex. So the first one is junk food sex. Yeah. And junk food sex, that's what it does. It puts something in your stomach. It fills a hole and that's it. There's no value in it. There's no nutritional, emotional, spiritual, energetic And it doesn't keep you full for long. Mm -hmm. That's all that it does. Mm. Next level is fast food sex. Now, fast food sex is... Can be nutritional, but it's the quickies. 
It's not junk. Mm. Comfort food sex is next. So this is the mm. stuff. It's like, I know your body. We've been together a long time. This works. It's beautiful. It's gentle. And that's all wonderful. Gourmet sex is where it's at. Five courses. Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't have to be. And it can be one amazing And a major snack. tip at the end. That's it. But think about what are the experiences that you really want to have. And yeah. have them all. Because I'm a big one for say they're <clears> all <throat> part of life. Mm. And sometimes a junk food burger is not. Sometimes that's, that's what you're going to do. Yeah. But think about Good more quality. times than not. What do you want? And what do you want to walk away from an experience with? Do mm. you want it to have touched your heart, to have touched your soul? And even if it's going to be a quickie sex, make it the most awesome quickie you can. Mm. Mm. And then I had a, an amazing understanding yesterday. And it was about why sexual learning and exploration, it was more about the exploration, is so Difficult for us And essentially it's because we Focus on the word Sex mm. So all of our Limitations, inhibitions, limiting Beliefs, stigmas, we put into that And if we take That out of the equation And to say This is life force This is creative energy This is where it starts to change And then it becomes less about Who's touching whose genitals and it becomes less about having orgasms and it becomes more about an exploration of myself, of sensation, of emotion, of possibility. And it becomes more about consciousness. Mm. And in this world, it comes back to this whole consent thing, to consciousness. What are the choices and where am I making doubt your, them yeah, from? Doubt your beliefs. Ask yourself where, where are yeah. those beliefs coming mm. from? A man, you know, a man deserves to have sex every day. All these beliefs. I own you. Um, you know, sex mm. is yeah. something that needs to happen spontaneously all the time. You know, all these things. Just doubt. Ask, is there anything is behind this, that belief? And is this mm. my belief? Is it my yeah. I just taken it on. Because one of the fascinating things about sex education, particularly in families, it's spoken about the least. Mm. So it's all implied. Mm. And that's so dangerous. Because as a, especially as a young person, I have to work out what the heck you're saying or not saying or what you mean instead of somebody sitting down and saying to me, blowjobs are good or bad. Yeah. And it's like my mother never buys chicken. She never tells me why she doesn't buy chicken. And there's never a discussion about chicken. So but chicken as as must she, be evil. Yeah, but as soon as she says chicken's good or bad, at some point I can say chicken is good or chicken is bad because, and I can make mm. a choice. Yeah. For me. So I'll eat fried chicken, but I won't eat boiled chicken because I'm of. Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can still be Jewish and eat chicken. In Not fact, boiled. Well, yeah. Ugh, it's like we can't have it yeah. anymore. It's like yeah. enough is enough. Well, then you have, no, but then you have a different choice. With boiled chicken, you can make chicken soup. soup. There we go. Okay. You see a different possibility Lovely. that we never thought oh, of boy. before. Oh, Where afterwards, we don't need the chicken. 
it, yeah, it, but we'll it, have the it soup, takes me back which to which brings up a really yeah. old bad joke. Do you know the difference <laughs> between kinky and perverse? No. no. So kinky is just using the feather, and perverse is using the whole chicken. <laughs> oh no! An African is doing taking the chicken, eat it, take the bones, use it, and take the African feathers and dust with it the house. And you know, it reminds me, Jonty, of every. Every campaign that was ever created for people to rethink was really about consciousness. Even don't yeah. teach me how to dress. Tell them, tell them not to rape. You know, all those things. Don't try to close things. Open it up. Yeah. That's mm. what you guys are doing. That's what yeah. John T is doing. Mm. And hopefully I'm trying to do as well to bring out, talk about it. You can have sex. You can be mm. yourself. You can mm. be different. You can be on true color, but doesn't mean that you have to be irresponsible or lost. Exactly. You know. I think sometimes the dialogue you need to have with yourself is just about how you value yourself. True. Like what is your value? I mean, if I'm somebody who wants to go out there and have riskier, unprotected sex, how, what, what am I saying to myself about my own value? Uh, last night we did one of the deepest water massage experiences ever. And that's exactly what came to me mm. during that was, do you know how to be Loved. We know how to love most of us. Mm. Eh, actually, maybe we don't. We know how to support people. Mm-hmm. We know how to help people. Loving is a little bit of a different story because mm-hmm. there's no real definition of it. Yeah. So if I say to you, Tanya, how can I support you? And you can say, so you can do groceries this week because I'm really busy. I can do that in a relationship. Okay. Loving is a whole different world. Mm. But if we bring it back to ourselves, do we know how to be loved? And that starts with loving yourself. Mm. And if you did love yourself, would you? If I loved myself, would Would I I? have sex with this person? If I love myself, will I? And if you, if you ask yourself that, before you do anything it, it's, It'll be amazing to see what the trajectory of your life and would we even go deeper into that In terms of consciousness Which says which part of yourselves do you love mm. And most of us have an incredibly self-destructive part mm. We mm. do, all of us It's yeah. the nature of human So what are you feeding? Are you feeding yeah. that self-destructive part? And if you look at the relationships that we have Sure, this is really amazing So many of the relationships we go into are to feed the self-destructive pain parts of ourselves. Oh, my God. That's so true. Not Mm -hmm. the magnificence. Yeah. Not the beautiful. And you keep asking yourself, why? Oh, but I need to help that person or… And in a (laughs) – I am so guilty of this one over the years. My God. You're not in a relationship to heal somebody. I'm not there to fix you. I'm there to love you. I'm there to listen to you and give you advice. Not there to heal you. What, okay. what about it's okay if you cry at home? Well, what about what about I'm in this relationship to heal me? Yeah, and that's what we do because essentially, if we understand that we go into relationships to make ourselves happy, we will choose very differently. Yeah, you know, Bruce wrote a, a piece, and it's it's one of the ones that have always stuck out for me of all the things no, that he has actually, actually written. Good. You have a good voice. Thanks, and. Um, Bruce wrote a piece on delayed gratification mm. and out of all, and Bruce writes a lot and he talks a lot and he sings a lot in the <laughs> office as well. But, but he out says, of all those good, strong wrists. They sing a lot, but I can vouch for that. <laughs> but we but, love it. But that one piece, Brucey, that piece stuck out to me because maybe it was something that rang true to myself. But it, if you do love yourself, mm. you will hold out. 
whatever it is, the delayed gratification, you don't go for that. I'll just take this because it's here. I'm worth more than that. Yeah, that goes back to like the junk food sex. Exactly. So that, there's yeah. a McDonald's on almost every street corner. I mean, not quite. But you drive Close. 10 mm. minutes in almost any direction from anywhere, you'll find a McDonald's, a Steers, a one of those. Mm. Absolutely, which I've actually come to call fake food. Hmm. Yeah, because it is. There's nothing cosmetic. Real. Yeah, mm. cosmetic food. And if if that's what you choose to eat, then know that you're not eating. Don't fool yourself. Yeah. Say if I'm going to eat a Big Mac, know what you're eating. Yeah. And mm. then say yes or no. There's but, nothing wrong with eating the Big Mac, but you're not but eating. Know food. that you're eating it. Yeah. You're not eating food. You're not mm. going to, I don't know, Duke's in Greenside, amazing gourmet burgers. Different mm. choice. That's all. Mm. And that's all. Just know what you're doing and what you're choosing and where you're making the choice from. Yeah. We've been talking for a long time about how we can do some stuff together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we can. Is this where the Troyism comes it. in now? <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to Troyalism. Troyalism is a threesome. But with a difference, because in troilism, one partner is normally watching more than involved. Oh, which is like, like yeah. voyeurism. Yeah. Well, so, a lot of couples find it more safe to maybe if the the husband, the wife is asking that the husband will just watch, or the dominant, you know, partner will be, you know, only one of them will be involved because of jealousy, because of just taking it slowly, and also because sometimes it might be that the husband is showing interest in having a, a sexual experience with a man. And, you know, the wife wants to watch and she doesn't want to participate on the other way around. So it's just, yeah, it can be so, so many different yeah. beautiful So how things. is that different to you? I think it's cuckolding. Look, a cuckold. Uh, you caught me by, well, you cuckold okay. me by surprise. Yeah, so <laughs> Troilism can be any combination thereof. A cuckold might not necessarily be involved in watching. Okay. He might just be saying to his wife or the wife might just say, I'm going to do this. Okay. Um, so it might not be an active participant, and the cuckold would involve two men, whereas the troilism could be two women. And then would the cuckold be without consent? No, because that doesn't – the cuckold – well, the consent would come – hmm, interesting question. So it would normally come – well, some for some people it will be with consent. Yeah. And for some it might come afterwards that the cuckold uh. doesn't know at the time. Okay. Which would make it more an affair, which yeah, gets into all sorts of. This is interesting because I know the territories. Because I know the etymology of the world of the word cuckold from mm. the Shakespearean origin, and the, and that is it. It's a a noun, or an, it, so somebody is a cuckold if somebody cheated on them. Yeah. And that that was what qualified a cuckold. So yeah. I like this but interesting. But we've taken it yeah. to a place where often interesting. a man will watch his wife have sex with another man. And it might be that she demands so it. So being a cuckold is his fetish. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, which is a big. It's a or hers. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. it really does go to some very, very interesting, and different places. Shakespeare would approve. So the troilism, yeah. the troilism could even be three male partners. Okay. So it could be that you and I are in a relationship, and you want to watch me have sex with somebody else. Don't you dare cheat on me with Bruce. Listen here. (laughs) We've had this discussion before where we said sharing is caring. I'm looking at Tanya. She's like, boys will be boys. Never mind. Consciousness. But it could be three women. Love yourself, people. Love yourself. You have two really good hands. You have some lube. Amen. And I want to say, go back to a little bit of this delayed gratification. And not so much the delayed gratification as such, but simply being very aware 
and refining and redefining of what's important for you in your pleasure experiences and in your relationships. Mm. To really think about that. Don't go into a relationship just because you want to get married and have children. Mm. It is one of the worst things to do. Wow. Don't buy into that. Yeah. Expand it. Make a Can relationship. Can I have writing from my family? So I can make it about <laughs> growth, about exploration, about connection, about so much more than just this kind of mediocre two kids, Jack Russell, mm. holiday in Cape Town. Well, it's like that's like eating because you're hungry. Because then you'll eat anything. Yeah. And as a, it's the same sort yeah. of outcome. You're hungry. Listen to what your body wants. Do yeah. you want fruit? Do you want protein? Do you want crunchy stuff? Do you want whatever? And I think people also often don't really communicate. No, because Never. they're just living in these silent silos together, yeah. but they're not parallel universe. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to say, this is one of the reasons why sexual exploration becomes so dangerous for the consensus. Because it challenges everything. And it doesn't only challenge the way we have sex and who we have sex with and the kind of sex we have. It challenges our view of relationships, of religion, of society, of family, of how we live. And we are, Valentina gave me a beautiful title, my friend Valentina in Cape Town, Pleasure Warrior. Mm. When you are a pleasure warrior, you will challenge everything. Mm. I've never liked labels. I'm happy to be a pleasure warrior. Pleasure warrior, my friend. I'm thinking of you with so much love. It really brings me. Oh, John is the most beautiful person in the world. He's just—he's very in touch with his. <laughs> no, he's very in touch. Oh, John, guys, this has been amazing. Thank you. We I will definitely go more and more into this. Um, I never heard the song until this week. Uh, my daughter played it for me. And Which it's really one? awesome. I'm going to play it for you now. Thank you. And the guy who sang it originally, we had a problem with the download. So here's what a, it's just as good. Joe Cocker singing, have a little faith in me. Spread the word, guys. We wish you all so much pleasure. Cliffcentral.com.